Hello and welcome again to Monaco Books Weekly. Uh, this is for the week of June 9th, 2023. Um, hello, I am uh, the conductor of this shit show. Um, as usual, uh, Alex Mack, author, founder of uh, Max Books Publishing. Yeah, let me start off with the preamble. Um, you can check, you can find this podcast pretty much everywhere. You pick up uh, podcasts, uh, like everywhere, I mean, Apple Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, Stitcher, uh, and a bunch of other things I can't even think of right now. Um, but uh, as always, you can st- stop by Max Books Pubs on all the socials. Uh, that again, that's Max Books Pubs. Uh, just search that on pretty much every social media uh, platform, uh, and uh, just uh, become a follower and stay up to date on everything that's happening. Uh, all the book releases or you know, events, videos. Stuff like that that's happening for uh, both Maniacal Books and uh, its parent company, Max Books Publishing. And uh, also, I stopped by the YouTube channel for uh, Maniacal Books uh, called Maniacal Tubes on YouTube. Just, you know, go to YouTube, search for Maniacal Tubes, and boom, you see the, the moon with the purple letters. That be your boy. And yeah, I think that's enough of that crap. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and get it started. I ain't going to go into preamble that much. Um, I think I'm going to do some uh, a couple reviews. I'm going to do Dragon Age Absolution and Star Wars Visions, uh, two animated features on uh, Disney Plus and Netflix, respectively. Um, and uh, we'll go through a bit of the uh, the feeds, the uh, uh, sports feed, and my God, what's the other one? Come on, help me out, co-hosts. Help me out, co-hosts. What's the other one? Um, um, what's the sports feed? Pop culture feed. Yes, the pop culture feed. I don't know how I forgot that. But, yes, we'll go to the pop culture feed. And as I mentioned before, yeah, I'd like to welcome everyone. My new co-host right here. Maybe my new co-host. Uh, Monsieur Corona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to get me going. Uh, help me out with the, you know, get the podcast going. I don't have the lime, though. I got the Corona. I don't have the lime. And actually, it actually adds a bit of flavor to it, too. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's not bullshit. Like, it's actually pretty good with the lime. As advertised, how how rare is that, right? So, um, yeah, and with that, uh, shoot, let's get it popping. Let's let the juice get us loose. Know what I'm talking about? All right, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> let's get it. Okay, yep, here we go in the pop culture feed starting off. Um, and so, again, uh, if you're playing along with the home game, you can stop by uh, the uh, social, the pop culture feed, geez, uh, on the uh, Max Books Publishing uh, Discord. Uh, just uh, sign up for the Discord. The link is in the, the description of the podcast or the video or whatever, however uh, you're watching this. And uh, yeah, just click on there, sign up, uh, you know, agree to the rules and boom, pop one down to the Maniacal Books Hub. And uh, click on the pop culture feed, and uh, just 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 miles and miles of pop culture crap, <laughs> just scrolling endlessly with this. Um, I think I curated a pretty decent uh, thing here myself. Uh, it kind of covers everything, like pop culture, uh, science science fiction movies, comic books, video games, books all of that like pretty much everything that's happening 
in the greater pop culture to uh, kind of distract distract us from the uh, oncoming destruction of everything we know near and dear. That's right around the corner. But hey, what the fuck? Right, Monsieur Corona? Mm. Mm. Alright, so first up on the feed. People are starting to glimpse the official Starfield controller and headsets out in the wild. Yeah, whoa, that's crazy. When is this game coming out? I, I haven't kept all that uh, abreast to the uh, the Starfield news. So, I'm, is this coming out this year? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, the saga of Starfield's Xbox controller has been going on for months. But we now have our best confirmation yet that the sleek retro sci-fi style gamepad potentially real and coming this summer. It might just be my favorite looking Xbox Series X and S controller yet. Um, it looks very kind of... It reminds me of a Trapper Keeper. So okay, you have to be of like a certain age and a certain generation to uh, remember the Trapper Keepers. Um... Yeah, it, it reminds me of a Trapper Keeper. Those, like, notebooks that had um, these, like, very uh, artistic, uh, like, covers on it. It was like a binder. It was a notebook binder. It had, like, a plastic thing on the cover. And, like, you can you open it, and it's, like, the, the three-ring binder and the paper. And it had the, the Velcro cover. It's just, you know, you put the Velcro on it, you just snap it out. I, I remember when I was in, like, fifth, sixth grade, I used to just snap that Velcro cover on and off just I don't know I'm, I'm a special child <clears throat> anyway yeah I'm, I'm getting that vibe I'm getting that um that kind of trapper keeper kind of vibe like the the markers with the is that mark that looks that totally looks like markers right there I hope that's not markers in fact the whole thing kind of looks like somebody just got a white Xbox series uh, X controller and just kind of drew on it with a with a marker or sharpie that's i'm pretty sure it's like 80 dollar controller too so i didn't okay let me keep reading see i didn't even know that and i called it uh the special edition peripheral was first spotted back in april via uh photographs uploaded on imger that seemed linked to a user in china of oh okay that's why it looks like a total knockoff that that explains it that's, this this might actually be a total knockoff Possibly some close to the manufacturing or shipping operations responsible for making it. Uh, then in late May, data miner and product leaker, data miner, whatever that dude, Billy, Bill, Bill, Bill Coon, whatever, bro. Yeah, you got it. Uh, reported that the Starfield controller would be priced at $80. Ding. Uh, and announced alongside a similarly themed headset at the June 11th Xbox showcase via VGC. Wow, so they got scooped. That video games they can't video game companies are probably worse than oh your mom i don't know i was trying to think of something uh that's like horrible at keeping secrets uh, probably like um like gms like sports teams gms they're like the some of the worst people at keeping secrets like the, the minute the phone call ends or the minute the text is sent like it, it's it's all over the place that brings us to June 2nd when an image of a finished boxed unit appeared on Reddit and was later shared on Twitter by Xbox gaming news account Idle Sloth. Oh, I'm, I've got to steal that name. I want to steal that name. 
Um. So okay, so I, I guess it's real. I guess it's real. They got the box right here, like the retail box right here. For, has I got the Xbox label, Starfield label. I, I mean, for eighty dollars, I, I I probably would buy a used one and just draw on the damn thing myself. I yeah, but okay, all right. There we go. Xbox is still Xboxing. All right, next on the feed. My Hero Academia joins the Spider-Verse in this impressive anime short. <laughs> I don't know what this is. There's a lot of, um, so, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse sequel came out recently. Haven't seen it. I probably won't see it no time soon, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, that's... It's, it's blowing up. It's all over the place. Is this worth watching? I don't know. It's like a minute 55. I don't care. All right. Moving, moving right along. Diablo 4. Blizzard's fastest selling game ever. I believe it. And I am. Nobody is happier than Blizzard Activision. <laughs> I'm still really burnt by the Overwatch 2 thing. Like, I deleted a Battle.net launcher off my pc and everything is just uh get out of here diablo 4 which has been experiencing login issues of course since its official launch on june 5th immediately set a record for the fastest selling blizzard game of all time i wish i had an echo button if i, if I was a professional i'd have an echo button uh, a press release from developers says uh, it marks the World of Warcraft creator's highest pre-launch unit sales ever on both console and PC based on units sold through June 5th. Uh, that beats out Overwatch, Hearthstone, and Star StarCraft, though Blizzard never gives a specific number for total units sold. <laughs> so they're just making this all up as they go. Sure. Okay, so next up on the feed, uh, actor Chris Hemsworth said that making the prequel to Mad Max Furiosa was the best experience of his career. I mean, working with Charlize Theron, I can think of worse, worse ways to make a dollar. Uh, anyone who has seen Chris Hemsworth as Thor in the MCU can attest to how much fun it seems like the actor is having. But according to the actor himself, the most proud he's been in his career was Recently starring in the Mad Max Fury Road prequel, Mad Max Furiosa, uh, the actor cites the collaborative process with director George Miller for what made the experience so enjoyable, uh, revealing that he hopes to not only work with Miller again on future projects, but implying that he wants to pursue other creatives that inspire a similar feeling. Uh, Mad Max Furiosa lands in theaters on May 24th, 2024. So... Yeah, uh, Mad Max Fury, Ro Fury Road uh, was the one prequel I slept on. Like, I remember it was in theaters. I remember everyone was saying it's it's incredible. It's really good or whatever. And I'm like, it's a it's a remake. Like, how good could it be? So I, I caught it on cable and was like, I was I'm a dumbass. I was completely wrong. Yeah, it's this is the this is indeed incredible. <clears throat> so yeah, just having adding Chris Hemsworth to that movie. Yeah, all good. All good things. And that is a random Dead Man Wonderland thing. Watch this here. Okay, Crunchyroll just has a random Dead Man Wonderland that they put out on their feed. That's great anime, though. Like, I think that came out like 2012, 2011-ish, something like that. Great anime. It's something with, like, 
the blood powers like they cut themselves and they use their blood powers whatever whatever you know ah okay next up FTC has fined Microsoft 20 million dollars over children's privacy violations oh this this sounds this sounds serious uh, um oh yeah and uh shout out to the to the FTC Federal Trade Commission you know so I used to work down there you know spent about seven seven years or so down there working on computers fixing up stuff you know what I'm saying um I don't remember nobody's name there I don't know who works there anymore yeah, if you work in IT you can you know they uh, contracts end like every three three years nowadays so people get it all over the place anyway uh, Federal Trade Commission has announced that Microsoft will be forced to pay 20 million after it illegally collected personal information from children who signed up for its Xbox gaming system without their parents consent uh, the issue was largely fixed in late 2021 but mostly dealt with the processes used when signing up for an Xbox Live account uh, the process Microsoft previously used in account generation were found to violate the Children's Online Privacy Act, which is where this fine comes from. How, um, okay, how, what are we talking about here? Like what? So, I mean, how is it their fault if a kid like steals their parents' credit card and decides to sign up for it? I don't. Uh, let's see here. Users under 13 should not have been given this option under the protections that has since been fixed uh, the initial complaint also mentioned a pre-check box at account creation that allowed Microsoft to send promotional messages and share user data with advertisers ah, however it was taken out in 2019 ah, they see they, they tried to slide that right up right up under the map kind of you know that um because everything ha now has this um do you consent to, to use to have your information used or whatever whatever yeah yeah okay 20 mil for microsoft i mean honestly what's 20 mil for microsoft man they, they just be like yeah yeah, yeah. call my people <laughs> they'll send you the card number yeah, yeah all right no problem we took it out big whoop ah okay here we go uh, it looks like we could be getting a Nintendo Direct in the month of July, or at least some kind of showcase from the company. It's of course it's a uh, E3 or formerly E3 season. What what do we what do we call this now? Like the the summer game showcase of shit to buy this Christmas season. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what what the official title of this is anymore uh following the cancellation of e3 2023 when i mean like let's just cancel e3 <laughs> why are we playing these games several showcases have risen up to take its place where publishers can reveal what they have planned for the rest of the calendar year uh, a playstation event took place last month and xbox has one coming june 11th However, Nintendo has been notably quiet of late, and fans are wondering when the company's next Nintendo Direct will take place. Nothing has been announced just yet, but Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb recently revealed that he's heard early rumblings about a presentation in July. Um, uh, he's quoted as saying, uh, I'll say that I'm hearing something coming, something's going to be in July. Uh, whether that is a proper direct or like a partner direct or a third-party showcase direct, however they want, to, however they want to frame it, uh, a direct mini. Uh, I have no idea, but it seems like 
uh, don't expect anything of that sort, at least until next month, if that even happens at all. Uh, like I said, rumblings seems pretty likely that something could happen next month with Nintendo, although a July Direct would be weird. Would it? Like, what's... Everything's weird. <laughs> Everything's weird right now. I don't know why that would be even weirder, but, um... Yeah, okay, there we have it, the uh, pop culture feed for this week. Um, you know, once again, uh, stop by the Discord, uh, Maxbooks Pubs, and uh, join the Discord, and uh, come on down to the uh, Maniac uh, Maniacal Books Hub, and you'll find it right there. Okay, and now let's flash on over to the sports feed. So here we go, the sports feed for this week. Uh, first up, uh, NBA on ESPN. Uh, this is perspective from Bam. Uh, I've lived off twelve thousand a year. Me and my mom. Wow. It don't get it don't get weightier than that. This is fun. Yeah, I I totally. Yeah, I see your point. Wow, twelve thousand a year. Twelve thousand a year. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's 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 rough times right there. Um. Yeah, jeez, I, I feel you, Bam. Uh, uh, this is just in on the feed. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett files trademark for the term heat. <laughs> he's he's going to trademark heat. Uh, getting heat. Uh, so we're we're in uh, we're talking wrestling right now, of course, and uh, Jeff Jarrett trying to come up. <laughs> Apparently, he's going to trademark the term heat. I mean, why not just trademark the term kayfabe? But the, the, no, the kayfabe's dead right now. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. How about heel? Trademark over? <laughs> if it, if I, I'm, I would imagine if it could be done, Vince McMahon would have did it like 25 years ago. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff Jarrett is attempting to get heat. <laughs> both in the ring and in the trademark form. Uh, both in the ring and in the office, I should say. Uh, Jared applied to trademark the term heat on June 1st. The filing was made with a patent and trademark attorney, Michael Dawkins, as the attorney of record. Uh, yeah, speaking of trademark things, I gotta finish mine off. Uh, the trademark filing can be seen below. I don't. Word mark heat. <sighs> yeah, that's how I feel about that. Alright, so moving on. Look at a young, um, uh, oh my god, what's his face? Why am I blanking on the name? Damn it, Corona, Senor Corona, damn you, I can't remember the name. Um, all right, this on the feed from NFL on ESPN. Uh, for the first time in the OTA practice open to the media, DeMar Hamlin wore his helmet and was a full participant. Incredible, incredible. So, yeah, DeMar Hamlin is actually like playing football again he's he's actually out on the field doing his thing uh in pads and a helmet so that's that's incredible that's crazy um that's good to see i don't that's how nerve-wracking is that <laughs> like that would be that'd be pretty nerve-wracking to me um but apparently it was a is a, a freak freak accident one in a hundred million kind of thing so he should be good and you know, retire and live a full healthy life and you know 
with all blessings and you know god willing things like that uh there we go okay uh nba on espn on the feed uh 22 years ago today alan Iverson stepped over tyloo <laughs> i remember that too i remember that clearly i was like damn how are you gonna do tyloo like that because he was a wizard he was a wizard for i think was he drafted by the wizards I think, and he played for the Wizards for a while. He was all right. He was he was a pretty dope player. And then, but AI, my favorite NBA player back then and to this day, AI is my favorite uh, NBA player. And I was just like, damn AI, why you why you got to do him like that, man? <laughs> uh, uh, also NBA on ESPN. Uh, the Heat have been comeback kings these playoffs. Yeah, uh, so when trailing by 8-plus entering the fourth quarter, uh, heat winning percentage, <laughs> 4.444, uh, com coming back four out of five times. The rest of the NBA, y'all just, just one out of 41 times. That's that's actually happening. So that's all the power of uh, Jimmy Buckets right there. You know, even though he's been, he's kind of been so-so these finals, but, I mean, hey, he got to, he he got him there, okay. So he just gotta, you know, let his team, other team, pull him through. Yep, it's all the wrestling. Sorry, so yeah, there we go. The sports feed for uh, this week, and um, now uh, let me go ahead and get over to the review section, and uh, let me uh, have a quick meeting uh, with uh, Senior Corona, and uh, run a run a quick ad or so, and uh, I'll be right back. Hello, I'm Alex Mack, uh, author, founder, and owner of Max Books Publishing. I have a very special announcement to make. I can't believe it's finally here, but we actually have our very first official release called We're the Boys. Yeah, so this is a, a warm and wholesome uh, children's book about the importance of family and the importance of being brave. But uh, not only that, at the end of it, it's actually a full-on activity book with tic-tac-toe and uh, crossword puzzles, even a pop quiz in here. And as you see, it's a full, full-color storybook, and yeah, it is actually available now. Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Amazon Kindle. And stay tuned to Maxbooks Pubs on all socials for any new announcements or upcoming releases. Travel with me to a dark and isolated farm located deep in the heart of St. Mary's County, Maryland, where the only African-American farmer and his family are being tormented by some thing stalking around their property. Can they survive? Can they protect the farm that is their very livelihood? And can they do it with their sanity intact? Are you in the mood for dark, isolated, rural horror? Are books full of ghastly green goo and reanimated corpses your jam? Then check out Mulch, the eerie inaugural novella from Maniacal Books, available today on AmazonKindle.com. Oh, but first, first, before uh, we get to those reviews, I, there is a trailer I ran into that uh, looked pretty good. <clears throat> Never heard of this movie before. It's called The Blackening. Okay. Uh, apparently, it's a horror movie. 
never heard of it or maybe like a horror comedy or something like that so um yeah i'm gonna check this out and uh yeah let's see what they let's see what this is I, this is totally new i have no idea what this is i don't know i, I just kind of ran across this earlier so there we go let's uh go ahead and cue the way <laughs> shout out to flimlo <laughs> all right let's go oh uh, hold up hold on back this up I'll let that sugar in the Kool-Aid. I'm gonna start calling my wife the white man, alright? Newness is the anthem. Put your hands up that you shoot with Where are you going? Look for the fuse box. What kind of house is this? No, no thank you. The blackening? <laughs> Jim Crow Monopoly. I think we have to play the game. In your predicament, the black character is always the first to die. I will spare your lives if you sacrifice the person you deem the blackest to blackest. Nobody should judge anybody in here, bro. You have two minutes to decide. Sneaker, she say nigga the most. Nick. Y'all <laughs> can't pick me. I'm gay. Oh, Clifton. Yeah. That can prove I'm not the blackest. Prove it. I've never seen Friday. What? I voted for Trump. <gasps> what? what? Twice. We need a plan. Don't say it. Don't you dare. We don't say this. We have to split up. Your time has run out. It's time to die. There's a crazy person out here hunting us. You got Rosa Parks on your shirt, right? Would she be sitting down right now? I mean, that's exactly what she did. Shut up! Made you look. Made you look. <laughs> what black women gotta say to everyone else? Stop playing. I got a gun. Yeah, look, that is definitely my go-to. Hey, no, 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 stop playing. Hey, for real, stop playing. Though. Ah, yes, yeah, that looks good. That looks pretty dope. That looks pretty good. June 16th. Okay, so yeah, I'll look out for that. This looks like a good, fun, dumb movie uh, to watch with. Uh, my co-host, Senior Corona. A couple more co-hosts. Let it go down. All right, all right. So now we now we're gonna go over here to the to the review section. All right, all right. Come on, let's go. Visions, visions. <laughs> this is a uh, 2022 uh, 
anthology animated anthology series uh, that's streaming on Disney Plus uh, is a series featuring nine uh, anime uh, episodes and, uh, produced by different anime studios uh, and it's pretty much in the same vein as like the Animatrix and uh, Batman Gotham Knights uh, that came out uh, so probably like 20 years or so ago now um, so it's, uh, it's a really dope series um a lot of it's kind of hit or miss for me personally um there there was like a couple of them that were like true standouts that i really liked there were a couple of them that was like cool but it was like a different take um but uh yes yeah, I, I think it's very worth uh, checking out and i have the uh the poster for visions uh two but i'm, I'm doing uh, visions one right now and i'll probably do vision two in a week or ten i don't know uh, i'll get to it at some point it's a great throwback to the early 2000s anime uh, anthologies. Uh, as I mentioned again, um, I remember um, I, out of the ones that I mentioned before, Animatrix and Gotham Knights, I, I, oh, I don't know. I think I want to say Gotham Knights was probably my favorite, but I'm a stupid Batman stan. So, of course, I would say I like that one way better. But um, the Animatrix was amazing, too. And I really love how uh, the Animatrix, like... Uh, gave us more uh insight into the the universe of the matrix and that's what these kind of like things like uh, i think that's the what the main point and purpose of these uh should be to you know um just to like give us a bit more and it did actually there were a couple of in here that i think actually did uh and that, that's what i really liked about it because for i mean star wars is like ooh, 40 years old or something like that you know uh, <laughs> but um holy shit actually it might be more like 50 or so um but it's like it's always been uh kind of like uh relegated to skywalkers <laughs> and vader and all that and it's like that's cool and what i love about the uh current what uh kathleen kennedy is doing with the the current uh like star wars uh you know uh to like series and shows and things like that um i'm pretty sure with dave filoni uh it's like you know uh advice i'm pretty sure uh is it's is moving away kind of from that because like they it's all it really feels like they're like pushing the movies like the newer movies were just kind of pushing that same old like skywalker and Darth vader and yoda and all that uh, on us and it's like that's cool and if it's done right like we're here for that but like there, there's a there's a huge universe out there right so yeah like give us give us like the different facets of it and so <clears throat> that's what stuff like this um that I, I really uh enjoy it and appreciate it for uh this is a great way to be introduced to other anime studios uh and also see your fave studios take on like a beloved series or a beloved universe and uh like absolutely um i don't know if i have it written down here but uh it's my favorite one I'll, okay i'll get i'll get to like what what my uh, favorite one was uh, a little on down the line but yeah uh, it is wh whatever like your favorite uh, anime studio is that's <clears throat> or your favorite uh, series going right now it's a good bet that um it, it's they are in this uh or they uh, produced the short uh, in this series too especially with the second one uh, you know, now, now the, I'm pretty sure they got like nine or ten extra shorts on there. So yeah, I'm pretty sure like every anime studio 
well not every but like the majority of like the more popular anime studios have had a chance to take a crack at it next what i liked about it a very eclectic lineup of uh episodes uh from a music one that i was talking about there like the show like kind of different facets of it uh to a traditional kawasaki type old school samurai you know one which of course they gotta like you know of course there's gonna be one of those in there and i i mean Star Wars very easily kind of lends itself to that uh, kind of ethos as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's like the music one was was like it took me by surprise too. It was kind of like, whoa, we we okay, we doing this okay, cool. Let's let's go. It wasn't my favorite, you know, but I'm I I appreciated it though. Like I respected it. Like okay, damn, that's 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 pretty dope. I like that. So. Um, uh yeah so uh everything you know they have like a very shonen one in here too uh they have uh kind of like a, a more slower paced uh you know a build to one again they got like this the samurai uh the lone uh wolf and cub type of thing that uh happens in here like they come to a small village taken over by uh you know so the the uh what do you call them people the re the rebel not the rebellion what do you call them people uh, taken over by the empire and uh you know he helps the village fight back so yeah they're really good there's there's a bunch of them here um so they got something for everyone and a, a bunch of stuff you never knew you wanted as well um all right so what i don't like about it um there's not much i have to dislike um except that it started to uh feel like it's getting uh long right as it started to end um i think I don't know there was um it was it was just the right length to me um i, I kind of have that complaint about a lot of stuff i think it's just i don't have a lot of time uh, i don't have a lot of uh interest <laughs> in a lot of stuff now i i think this my uh, midlife crisis talking but um yeah that's it's, it's yeah this, this is really really cool thing even the ones i didn't like that much i still i still kind of appreciate it and thought like oh okay that was that was kind of cool so um yeah it's not that much i don't like about this so um yeah all right uh, my author's uh, introspection for this one um one of the best ideas that the star wars team has come up with uh the blending of japanese aesthetics with western ideas and stories is very fertile ground fertile blah, ground for creativity and i'm surprised it hasn't been done uh, but so many times so far uh, yeah. But uh, Studio Trigger is the baddest anime studio uh, in the land In my humble opinion <laughs> You know what I mean uh, <clears throat> And uh, just if you're wondering They did my favorite episode of course uh, Which was the Elder Which was the Elder uh, that, that was the one where the Um uh, they had the the uh, master and the Padawan uh, kind of tracking this uh, dark energy or this dark uh, Yeah, and this uh, kind of like shadowy person that was uh, That took down a ship and like or like uh, killed a bunch of people or something And so they they were going to track them down and they you know They had that feeling in the forest and they were searching it and uh, you know they, There was this very unassuming like old guy there and uh come to find out he was like one of the worst most vicious siths out there and i i loved it yeah that was that was my favorite one done by studio trigger uh who also has done yes they are the ones that did um the uh, cyberpunk uh one uh they did kill a kill 
Oh, which academia I didn't get into. I, I couldn't get into that. Uh, oh, Puello Omaji. Puello Magico? I used to call it Puello Magico. Puello Magi Madoko. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, which other one did I? The one, uh, the one that I think they're the most uh, famous for, though, is um, uh, is a uh, Gorin Logan. Uh, that that was uh, that was one of their. I, I don't think it was one of their first, but that it was one of the ones that like made them like super super famous, super popular. And so um, yeah, I I love them. When I saw um, the one that because I saw them all first, and then I kind of like went back to look up which ones which studios did what and i was like oh studio trigger did like my favorite one of course (laughs) duh you know um so uh now the one i hated the most i I don't want to say hate but the one that i I just didn't like the most uh was uh tatooine tatooine raspity which was done by studio colorido that was the music one right and it was it was cool it was fine it was just like uh, i appreciated it though like going back i appreciate it though i like they actually kind of did that and took took a left turn you know and went somewhere like more way more creative and out there with it so yeah i like that um th- yeah there were a couple of filler ones uh to me uh but it's no issue because honestly the entire show is filler <laughs> to the star wars universe as a whole to be honest, um, I give it a three out of five. It's, it's, I liked it. It's, it's really good. It's really cool. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the second uh, run of this, uh, Visions 2. And uh, yeah, so there was that. All right, let's, let's go to the next one. Dragon Age Absolution is a 2022 uh, animated series uh, showing on Netflix, uh, starring uh, Phil Lamar as Roland, uh, Matthew Mercer as Fairbanks, and uh, Ashley Birch as Quardion. So you would, if you are a fan of animation or video games, like at all, these these are three names that uh, I'm very familiar with. Between Phil Lamar, Matthew Mercer, Ashley Birch, I mean, they probably have like, like 500 titles of like just stuff like cartoons animated movies video games like like in between them like we yeah this is ridiculous they are pretty much like some of the top uh voice acting uh you know actors that's kind of working today and uh yeah they they kind of brought their a game to the series what's it about all right um an elf named whoa an elf named marion Hold on, let me move this wire. Almost knocked my mic over. Alright, an elf named Marion is dragged back into the controversial Taventer Empire, where elves are still held as slaves uh, by a crew headed by an old love interest. Uh, Soon she is an integral part to a scheme to steal a, a relic 
called the Circulum, a powerful magical item. Uh, but she soon runs into the people, into people from her painful past, um, and the plan, of course, falls apart, and the conflict comes to a head. Um, what I like about it, okay, full disclosure, I this Dragon Age is one of my favorite uh, video games ever of all times. Uh, well, okay, Dragon Age Inquisition, I should say, is one of my favorite uh, video games ever, all time. Uh, if you follow me, and I, yeah, nobody does, so you, you wouldn't know this, but I am very much into uh, high fantasy. I'm into fantasy. I'm into role, uh, RPGs. I'm into role play. Get rid of me. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm 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 very much into the genre. Um, this is one of my favorite universes. Uh, one of my favorite games. And I yeah, in, anything Dragon Age on there, I, I will at least check it out. <laughs> you know, um, and yeah, I love it. Um, and Bioware, Dread Knight, Dreadnought, Dread something, Dread something. The next Dragon Age game coming out next year. I hope. I hope, but hey, if Cyberpunk taught us anything, make the game, get it right. I I can wait. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's what. So going into what I like about it, just the universe in general. I absolutely love Dragon Age. Um, I love uh Thetis. I love uh yeah, pretty much the whole world. Like that's I'm I'm totally into it. I played through Inquisition three times. I played through the first one should be about three times uh a fourth actually i started playing it again a little while ago uh and the second one was cool i played through the second one twice like this for some reason everybody kind of shits on the second one on dragon age 2 but i thought it was all right it was fine for what it was um but yeah okay that out of the way <clears throat> so yeah uh, just having more dragon age content uh is thrilling since it's been it's been too long oh so long uh, since the last game released, uh, and we most likely have a few more years until the next Dragon Age game, Dread Wolf. Ah, that's what it's called, Dread Wolf. Uh, releases. Nah, it's, they've been hinting, and I think uh, they 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 may be eyeing next year, but I, I wouldn't. Maybe more will come out uh, during uh, this. Like uh, E3 is officially canceled. Uh, summer games showcase of shit you're gonna buy in december and next year uh so we might get more word on that and uh i don't know we'll we'll see hopefully fingers crossed uh i i've been playing dragon age over the past years just over and over because i love that series and i, I can't get enough I, uh the the uh animation is gorgeous and and very sharp um it, it kind of I, I watched about half of this on my uh, ipad air and yeah, it just pops. It's like it just popped off the screen. Like it's very, very gorgeously animated. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it was really cool. Um, uh, it takes place in Taventer. Now, now Taventer in the Dragon Age realm is very, very controversial. Um, it's it's uh, a place where um, uh, elves are still held uh, like under bondage, like you know, like like. <clears throat> like actual like slavery and stuff like that and so there's a lot of people that that kind of hate uh to and uh yeah what there's it's the, it's the 
and I think the circle uh, kind of fell apart there. Uh, the uh, it's, it's the place where uh, it's like a school for mages. Of what it's a school, quote unquote, but it's really kind of like a confinement camp because a lot of people uh, are like afraid of mages and uh, you know afraid of abominations where people uh, you know mage uh, mages kind of like go into the fade and they get in contact with the demon and then like the demon like uh, like possesses them or they bring something back and like they they the demon kind of takes over them or something and they like become like super powerful and whatever and, they, and so they, they call them like abominations basically um so i told you i was into this i'm, I'm super i'm so super into dragon age i love the show i do i love the show i love the game i love the show yeah i'm, I'm totally into it um so yeah but but in the games there isn't a lot in you you don't really go to to venture really i think that's one of the places you don't really venture into uh, that much like in all three games and so like having them actually go into to venture and uh you know go through all that is uh is is was pretty fun pretty cool as i'm sitting like oh oh this actually takes place into venture okay um yeah because there's characters you run into um from to venture like my guy in dragon age inquisition i'm blanking on his name um it was the dude with the mustache and like the the the, the half the half clothed robe or whatever like the red and black robe i can't remember his name but um yeah and like uh, half half the people half the characters on there hated him and like half the characters on there was like yeah okay bro whatever but um yeah I, th it was really it was really cool that they uh went through um to venture and so i, I really love that aspect of it uh, the story of Miriam, who is an escaped slave, does a great job of highlighting just why Tevinter and the Imperium are so vilified uh, throughout Thetis. Yeah, it's um, because like in the games you hear about it, like you you hear about it and they tell stories about it and all that. But actually going in there, that's why I hope Dreadwolf uh, takes us through Tevinter too, so we can like like go there and see. I don't believe we go through Tevinter in uh, Inquisition though don't think so i just i don't if we do i don't remember i played it three times so if, if i can't remember it i don't but it also could be a senior corona walk on my memory hmm? know what i mean and so um yeah yeah that was i really loved that and um i was god i'm, I'm so looking forward to the next dragon age game <laughs> what i don't like about it um the characters now dragon age is dragon age kind of lives and breathes not only on the world of thetas but on its characters like they have some very memorable characters and some very like beloved characters vivian morgan um cassandra oh you know um oh what's the what's the, what's my guy uh the dwarf with the crossbow i can't believe i'm blanking on his name but yeah they have some very very memorable uh characters and the show the the characters are pretty one note and pretty they and they kind of delivered this kind of like predictable lines like this <clears throat> I, I don't know if that's a nitpick but I, it was just something for me it's probably fine it's probably just fine and i'm just i'm i'm into this i'm super into this and my expectations are a little bit higher but <clears throat> And none of those characters show up in this either. So, 
yeah, I was I was kind of bummed about that. Actually, no, I think there was like a mention. I think somebody was mentioned in this. Um, if memory serves, I watched this like about two months ago, so I don't. I think somebody was mentioned. Oh, one of those characters was mentioned in here, but um, yeah, it was just that the the characters were kind of like, yeah, um, uh, more of a focus on characters' orientation than on what makes them interesting, and that kind of boils down to uh, like being one note and this thing. I wonder if that picked up on the camera. That thing just went to sleep on me. Yeah, I didn't. It was. I, I don't know. It's, again, it's probably just a me thing. I, I'm looking. I have way more expectations of going into this, but yeah, it was just like there were no, none of them were like interesting. There were no like interesting characters. They, even um, the uh, the the uh, bad guy who I can't remember his name because I mean he was just the bad guy in here. But that story was interesting about him. Um, he was trying to bring back his brother, but you know he was a, a, a elf, so he was a slave. So it wasn't really his brother, but. It's it's he was a slave, so he grew up with him, but he wasn't really his brother. Like he's thinking, like yeah, he was um, to rule over them, but he wanted to bring him back, and he had this whole thing to get Miriam back, who was a Miriam's brother, as well. That she like grew up in the same household with with the guy, uh, and so yeah, it's the the story itself was was okay. It was pretty interesting, um, but uh, yeah, it was just uh, I don't know. Uh, but I will say the dragon, I, I did say, I did say the animation was really good, but there's one caveat to that. The, the dragon was very kind of just, oh, <laughs> you know, it was very, very kind of, it was, it was super CG. You could tell it was like a computer generated thing. It was just, uh, yeah, I was all that down though. Um, but everything else around it was was okay it was pretty cool um author's introspective for this one um very by the numbers plot for a fantasy story very predictable um the one aspect of it was um you know when that guy tried to resurrect his uh quote-unquote brother uh was 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 pretty cool but other than that it was very by the numbers very just kind of like yep with the beats just beat the beat the beat the beat yeah even the kunari character quite uh who was my fave in the series really um but she was still i don't she wasn't bland now i'll I'm changing my mind on that she was not bland but she was very kind of the um the light-hearted aloof uh character you know she was that character type even though she, I, she was kind of like my favorite one I'm just not even more interesting but just like my favorite one of the whole kind of crew but yeah she was just predictable one-liner she'd down the whole thing and be like uh you know drop some cutesy kind of funny one-liner and I don't know I think I'm I think I'm being a little hypercritical <laughs> of this I don't know but again I just I, I love Dragon Age I, I love this universe I love this property uh so um hopefully uh she'll be in the next game like i i would really love to see her in in uh dreadwolf like i would love to have her as as a party member honestly like i hope they can make that happen um love the games it's based on love the universe uh but on amazon primes uh the legend of vax machina is the better animated fantasy series 
yeah, it it is. Um, yeah, I mean that's what it is. But Dragon Age Absolution, uh, three out of five. That may be just on the strength of I love a Dragon Age so much. I love the series, and so um, but it was still it's still pretty good. It's still a good watch. It's like six half hour episodes. So if that that was music to my ears, I can get in relatively. Uh, quickly and get out and so yeah there we go we're at a five There we have it for this week's episode of Maniacal Books Weekly. Um, thanks for joining me. If you made it, if you made it this far, right, you're a real one. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, sticking by me as I yammer on. Um, so yeah, once again, uh, you can check out this podcast on uh, pretty much everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, and hey, man, follow, man. Hey, pick a follow. Give me some, give me some stars, man. Give me like five stars. I'll take four. You know, I'm not greedy. Uh, that helps a lot. That'll help uh, a whole ton. Uh, and even if you are more inclined, you can sign up to even be a, uh, a supporter for just 99 cents. 99 cents a month. I mean, come on, bro. 99 cents a month. You know what I'm saying? Look a brother up, man. <laughs> um, and also stop by uh, Maniacal Books on uh, all the socials, uh, as well as Max Books Pubs on all the socials. Stay up to date on, um, you know, releases, sales. Um, I, we got a new website, uh, maxbookspubs.com, uh, and uh, some new items in, in the store. We got some new sales, so uh, stop on by there. Check us out. Uh, you might have something you really like. There's an all-black uh, Maniacal Books hoodie in there that is dope. I can't wait for mine to come in the mail. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, was there something I was missing? Was there something I was missing, Senior, senior Corolla? Nope, that's it. All right, so I'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace.